0: This podcast is brought to you by Todd Rose, the author of a new book entitled Dark Horse, Achieving Success Through the Pursuit of Fulfillment. Please listen to podcast number 704, where Greg and Todd discuss the traits of what is referred to as a dark horse, someone who comes from behind and wins the race. Dark horses blaze their own trail to a life of happiness and prosperity, and are focused on living a life of fulfillment. Todd profiles individuals, many of which you may or may not know, for their names are not commonly recognized, but their accomplishments are truly phenomenal. Please listen to podcast number 704 to learn more about how dark horses come out on top. If you want to explore the author's website, to listen to other interviews, talks, and to learn more about Todd's projects at Harvard's Mind, Brain, and Education program, please go to www.toddrose.com. Thanks for listening.
1: Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voyson, the host of Inside Personal Growth. And just as I do every time, I let my listeners know how thankful and grateful I am for them for coming from all around the world. Um, over a quarter million listeners now that I just have to thank because you guys have helped keep this show on the air through, you know, the donations we get from authors, the donations we get from you. Um, it is totally a nonprofit uh, program. And today, um, Jess, where are you joining me from?
2: Greg, I'm in Camas, Washington, just across from Portland, Oregon.
1: Perfect, perfect. Even though this phone number is an Alaskan phone number, I was like, okay, is he in Alaska or is he in Washington? I thought (laughs) thought you were in Washington. So is that anywhere near Ronald, Washington?
2: Not. I'm relatively new to this area, so I don't recognize that. uh, Okay.
1: I have a friend who lives in Ronald. Well, we're on with author Jess Lederman. And Jess has written a new book called Hearts Set Free. It is a novel. We do interview many people who are writing um, not as much non, or I should say, uh, fiction. And this is a great novel. Uh, It's got a great story that Jess is going to tell us. And we'll have links to uh, not only the website for this, uh, but we'll also have links to Amazon where you can purchase the books, which will be part of it as well. And um, Jess, what I would like to do is let the listeners know a little bit about you kind of before we move forward. So Jess Lederman, uh, founder of the website The Works of George McDonald, is well known worldwide to fans of the Scottish novelist and minister, whom C.S. Lewis Lewis referred to as his master. While Hearts Set Free is his first work of fiction, he has published over 40 books on the global financial markets and is currently at work on a Christian-themed novel set in Las Vegas in 1955. When he's not writing, Jess is apt to be playing Chopin on the piano. He lives with his wife and two young sons in a small town in the Pacific Northwest and can be reached at Jess at com, And we'll have a link to that jessleaderman.com website. Jess, pleasure to have you on Inside Personal Growth. Well,
2: thank you, Greg. It's an honor to be on your show.
1: You know, this book is certainly a way, and again, for my listeners, it's a novel. So um, the book is certainly a way, and there's three stories that are being told, completely different stories about tragedies that people have. Um, And then they come to an understanding or an awakening uh, to Christ. Um, You yourself were an atheist. Um, You weren't an atheist when your wife was diagnosed with ALS and only giving a couple of years to live. But really, how does this book and these three stories, which you've kind of intertwined in within this book, reflect your personal journey as well? Sure. Um,
2: and one thing I'll say is that one of the fun things about this book is that, uh, while, while it seems that there's three unconnected, very, very different stories. Uh, it's uh, they all turn out to be uh, uh, woven together and come together uh, in—I uh, think that's one of the most uh, effective and, and dramatic uh, uh, things about this story. People who know that that the novel has uh, um, a, a number of things that are autobiographical, and also that I feature real historical characters—and it often asks me, "Well, you know, how much of the story is true?" And I tend to tell them, oh, "Maybe about 20 percent, and the rest is even more true." And and what I'm getting at there is that, you know, this this is a, a story about truths of the heart and, and truths that I think change people's lives. My life. Um, I, uh, I, you know, the book, uh, you, you mentioned Alaska, my, my uh, cell phone number up in Alaska. Uh, well, um, the book begins in, uh, in Alaska. The Alaskan territory in 1925 uh, goes back and forth between uh, the past and and uh, and the present day, Uh, but my late uh, wife uh, uh, and I uh, moved up to Alaska uh, after she was diagnosed with ALS. You know, sometimes people uh, uh, play a little game. I I did this when I was younger, where they say, "Well, you know, if you were only given so long to live, uh, what would you do? And you know, how would you spend your time? And where would you go?" Well, I my wife, Terry and I, um, had, uh, this, uh, in real life, uh I had to deal with this and we decided to leave. We were living in Dallas and we decided to, uh, uh, to go to a small town in Alaska and where we could look out on the, on the, the wonders of God's creation and, uh, devote ourselves to reading, um, uh, scripture and wonderful, uh, uh, Christian authors like CS Lewis and, and, and George McDonald. And, um, in in this in this novel, it reflects uh, my own personal story i think in in, in my life uh, in a number of of ways. Uh, uh, my own um, uh, previously sort of cocksure uh, atheism uh, and even narcissism uh, is reflected in in one of the characters, a uh, character of tim Tim Faber, who is a, uh, a, a modern day uh, producer for a science cable TV station, and he's determined to. Uh, to make the point that that mankind has knows no need for God. Um, it uh, other characters, uh, the character of uh, Luke, a young a native Alaskan boy uh, and uh, David Gold, who's a Bible school dropout turned boxer who ultimately becomes a pastor, a real pastor, um, how they wrestle with uh, with with doubts and, uh, uh, and fears and how all these characters ultimately come to to faith in Christ is very much um my own story uh and uh, and that of my wife there are characters there is uh, characters who are uh, uh who in fact uh are, are diagnosed with ALS uh, uh in the, in this uh, story as well but it's it's really the issue of of dealing with with doubt of going from the the darkness of uh, of uh, atheism and doubt to the light of uh, and, and joy of faith in Christ that's uh, that reflects my own personal story
1: and I think it is the the journeys that the people take or the is that um, aha the epiphany that many people have regardless of if you're Christian or you're Buddhist or you're Islamic or whatever you are you've got a belief in in a higher power um, and in your case, it's Jesus Christ. And in many people's case, they're, they're giving their life to some other thing as well, or some other thing they believe in. Now, just the reductionist, the materialist viewpoint, which have long been around for a long time, and, pro- and, and they're prominent in today's society. We see um, the rise of, of I'm going to say, more spirituality and less religion um because most people are saying well that's done more to divide uh, than it has to unite how do you reconcile the conflict between modern science spirituality and your personal beliefs in Jesus Christ
2: sure well and th- this is a, a a topic that i'm particularly passionate about because i see uh i i see people who um uh, call themselves advocates for uh, for science who uh, make a case against uh uh belief in God and again re- regardless of of what your name for God is um, and uh at the same time, I see fundamentalists who are uh, you know, discourage uh, children from uh, from pursuing from pursuing science or or look at science as something that's an enemy of religion. I think that there is in fact no conflict whatsoever. Uh, between modern science and, uh, uh, and and religion, and two of my personal heroes, uh, Francis Collins, uh, who was the head of the Human Genome Project, you know, mapped the human genome back in the first decade of this uh, of this century, um, and uh, is a is a devout uh, a Christian um, believer, a firm believer in uh, in evolution. Um, and one of the characters in my novel is a real life uh George Lemaître uh the father of the big bang theory one of the greatest scientists whom most people probably have never heard of and in fact arguably one of the greatest scientists of all time who as a young man uh challenged Einstein and, and Einstein ended up having to say yeah no the, the young priest is right and i was wrong um uh well he was a priest uh and a uh, uh and a scientist and there's many many um uh, religious figures who were also, um, in fact, uh, notable scientists. Um, when the uh, uh, when the church uh, was afraid to look through Galileo's telescope uh, to look at the craters of the moon and the and the the moons of of Jupiter, uh, it was making a, a terrible mistake because science reveals the wonders of God's creation. the the fact the, the idea that there's a conflict is based on a flawed assumption uh, that um, made both by fundamentalists and by some quote unquote uh, scientists I don't, know, uh, I don't believe true scientists um, do this uh, who look at the Bible as though it were a science textbook and you know if you just think about that for for a minute and step back and think about it for a minute it's it's an absurd abso- uh, assumption we, we know how complex the, the universe is if if god was going to reveal to the ancient hebrews all the details of how he created the the universe how he created man uh he would have had to tell moses well look you know first we're going to have you're going to have to learn advanced mathematics and chemistry and physics and biology and first of all it would have been hopelessly confused and second of all uh god in his wisdom left it for man to figure out for himself um all all scripture uh i happen to be a christian um uh so in my tradition all scripture points to christ the revelation of god and our relationship with him that's what it's about it's not a science textbook and it's it's like when you go to a to a movie you watch a great a great movie um science is is uh, you know if you say how do how are those special effects done well science tells you how the movie was was made what you know, how are those special effects done but religion tells us what's the story about uh so there there's no conflict uh, well i think at, it's at all, also
1: it, it it tells the story of the why um you know it isn't just always about the how but it's about the why and i think you know the the fact that george macdonald was this scottish author poet and christian minister and I actually did some research before I came on the podcast about uh, George McDonald. I didn't know much about him but his one of his favorite quotes was forgiveness is the giving and so the receiving of life. Now you state that you have aspired to write the book with a focus on a devotion to the living God. You've got a character in the book, Luke. What can you tell the listeners about Luke and the message that he espouses to enliven in the hearts of the listeners who are reading um, Heart Set Free?
2: sure uh, and luke is one of my favorite characters in this book he he in fact narrates uh about half of the uh, of the book and he's a he is um 13 years old uh remembering when he was 13 years old at the when the book begins when uh, which is the age uh when his father he's a he's a young native alaskan boy and his father was a hero of um Uh, what was known as the Great Race of of Mercy, which became the, uh, which was the, uh, in real life, uh, the inspiration later on for the Iditarod, the the iconic uh, dog sled race uh, that's held every winter. Uh, And uh, uh, Luke's father uh, runs away with a beautiful reporter, deserts his family, and um, that sets the book uh, in motion as they go off on a quest to find and bring back his father. Um, well, Luke is um, who knows nothing of, of the Christian God when the when the book begins. Uh, he's he's blessed with a with a caring and loving heart, yet he still needs to recognize his own his own uh, selfishness. He has to look um, uh, look and understand uh, him himself. Um, and as he um, is introduced to to Christ. And what it means to to follow uh, follow Christ introduce the scripture, like many of us, like myself and many people who I know, know his first instinct when um when reading scripture is to want to understand everything there's there's many mysteries, many things that are that are that are very very difficult, and some people never progress that that desire to to say look first i 'm going before i before I actually uh, obey or do anything that that you're saying that god christ um Is telling me to do i need to understand everything and that can become uh it it makes quote unquote religion very something academic and theoretical and one of the things that that jesus tells us and i suspect that that um that this is true in, in other faiths as well is that you start with obedience as we make the daily effort to obey understanding comes for for the character of luke I mean, the topic of forgiveness is a is a very important it's a, a major theme in, in Christianity that's a it's a major theme in this novel and having to forgive becomes one of the hardest things for Luke to do and sometimes you know we, we think oh you know if you just obey without really feeling something in your heart you know that's hypocrisy well not really um, if we learn to play the piano or learn to play golf or learn anything when we when we first start out we're we're pretty Poor at it, um, and it's only in in working at it and trying to obey our you know let's say our, our instructor or our teacher that we that we um, learn uh, to do it and eventually love it and 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 play that thing do that thing with all our heart and and that's the way it is with uh, um, with following God as well and it's something as as important as forgiveness.
1: Yeah, and forgiveness, uh, gratitude, um, all of the things that we can do as individuals, and especially forgiveness, because when you hold hatred in your heart about anyone, you obviously are not doing any good for yourself or for that other person, and you're also uh, reflecting back uh, that you, in most cases, when you're doing that, you're certainly not giving God's love or Jesus's love. Now, you reflect about this freedom because, you know, it's heart set free. Free is a big word in the book. Um, and that there's this conundrum uh, relating to being free. That's the way I put it. You state that being free is kind of an illusion related to it. And it's like giving up our free will and that we become slaves to whatever whispers in our ear. Um Now, I understand that. I get that. And that is like discernment, right? You just can't follow anything. Whose voice are you actually hearing? When we give ourselves up to Christ, what does this new freedom, meaning freedom, feel like, kind of emotional-like? And in your estimation, what is it? You obviously were somebody who was an atheist. Um, This goes back many years. But at that point, you had no, you hadn't come to an understanding of accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. Now you have. There must be a big difference in the way you carry yourself and the way you are as an individual. What's that new freedom feel like?
2: Yeah, it, it it's uh, this is this is a fascinating uh, subject for me because uh, if anybody who grows up in this country. Um, we have there there are so many things that we in the air we breathe that are just really diametrically opposed to what it means to um uh, to to follow christ and you know when i I always thought that that freedom was the, the doing what I want you know it's the the pursuit of 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 happiness um and uh so whether that means what what you know what what do you want and and uh, and does what you want set you free or make you a slave? Well, it's you know it's so easy for us uh, uh, to see that whether it's drugs or or, or sex or or money, um, uh, we become we can become slaves to those things. Even though they feel like you know you, you leave home, you go off to go off to college. All of a sudden, you're free from your from your parents um uh, iron rule uh a, a, and yet you become a a uh, through exercising that quote unquote freedom you become a slave to these uh, to these other things uh i, I was it wasn't that long ago uh, i mean i was uh, uh 50 years old before i um, i came to uh was drawn to christ and um so i remember well um how uh, all the things that i pursued uh, that i thought were, uh, uh, were, were, freedom, uh, and there's there's this there's this paradox right at the at the very heart of Christianity that we are most free when we surrender what we think of as a, as our own will when we surrender our own will because uh, after all we are we're creatures of of our Creator uh, when we give up uh, the the part of our will that fights against His then we become what He created us to be so so for example i've written uh ever since i was a, a small boy poems stories uh whatever i quit my my very successful uh business career at one point when i was much younger uh to go off and live in paris and write a novel and i am so grateful to god that that novel was that was um, that i wrote in the early 90s was never published um and uh, because I, I, I was a, a slave to whatever demon of desire whispered in, uh, in, my, in my ear last. Um, when I compare um, doing, you know, I, I'd like to think of myself as a, as a slave of Christ. Um, uh, I... I I wouldn't compliment myself to, to say I'm anywhere close to being that. That's what the Apostle Paul, I, he referred to himself as a slave of Christ. But, but that's my goal. The, the more that I try to, to um, put my own uh, uh, will um, uh, to the side, uh, anger that comes up when I feel someone has insulted me, uh, let's say, um, and say, oh, you know what, that's, that's the, um, uh, the pride Uh, 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 within myself put that to the uh, uh, put that put that away look for whatever truth is in what uh, what that person uh, has said of me Um, uh, this book uh, um, heart set free um, is my truest self I've never felt more myself than writing this book which has only come from trying to give myself uh, to Christ, I have a long way to uh, way to go, but the more more I try, the more I feel that I am my true self. It's a paradox.
1: Well, I think the stories in the book reflect the fact that uh, many of those individuals' tragedy and then coming to an awakening, um, so to say, um, but sometimes, you know, just people have multiple tragedies, and or their smaller tragedies along the way, and they find it very tough um, to surrender um, to whatever they're surrendering to, but just to surrender and let go and trust that God is there. You know, they say that God walks next to you in the sand. Those are the angels. That's God. That's uh, Jesus Christ. Whatever you want to refer to it as. My point would be: is what is. Through these stories that you tell and you weave into this book, what is the most compelling thing you personally would tell somebody who's listening to this podcast about having faith?
2: The main point that uh, that I'm trying to to make in this book and about faith is that it's not something that's uh, that's abstract and and theoretical um it is i have many of the characters at, at various points in the book get involved in, in really passionate conversations about scripture and i don't write from one point of view i've got some uh, while it's a it's overall a, certainly a, a christian uh point of view i've also got an atheist point of view in there but but it's overall uh, a christian point of view um it's There are are, are a wide range of of, of Christians, and I've got some some, uh, debates uh, about how to understand Scripture, how to understand uh, uh, God and God's God's goodness. And my point is that these aren't matters of abstract theology or something uh, academic. It's about the practical implications for how we live our lives and how we free ourselves from whatever's holding us back from loving our neighbors and loving God with all our, our, our heart. Uh, and, and that's really uh, what I hope the book uh, uh, in, inspires people to do.
1: Well, I hope so too. I really do think that um, through the stories that you weave and for people that like to read novels um, I'd highly recommend, uh, Jess's book. It's Jess Letterman and the book is called hearts set free. Um, you can get this on Amazon. You can go to Jess's website. There's actually some trailers out there that I watched on YouTube. There are a couple of them, um, pretty interesting ones as well. Um, go take a look, just type in heart set free into YouTube and you'll get, um, some more information there. Jess, it's been a pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth and having you spend um, the last uh, approximately 30 minutes with my listeners um, understanding what it has taken somebody who, number one, was an atheist to come to an understanding and a surrender to Jesus Christ. And as you said, you feel like you have a long way to go. If people feel like they have a long way to go, Jess, um what advice would you give as we conclude this interview about making that journey uh more pleasurable and making that journey maybe a, a bit shorter to having that complete surrender as you talk about
2: I think it, it comes back to um uh to what I was uh, uh what I was saying a bit, a bit before about the uh, obedience or at least the the attempt to the attempt to obey uh, the, you come to know, the the wonderful thing about scripture is that you come to know Jesus Christ, his story, and he is the revelation of God. There's no, no difference between God, uh, God and Christ. Um, uh, the, uh, the God who is pure love, who, who desires nothing more than to set us free to be the joyous uh, creatures who uh, we are we're meant to be, uh, and in our attempt to obey what, uh, what what Christ tells us in the in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, in particular, as we attempt to do that, our understanding will blo- uh, will blossom, our doubts will uh, will fade, uh, our 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 faith and the joy that comes with that faith uh, will increase.
1: Well, it's a great way for people to, you know, people learn through stories. They learn through stories. And what this does is it gives people an opportunity to look at three different stories that you've woven into this book. And it's a pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth and speaking with our listeners about their spiritual path and the possibility of looking at maybe a new way to look at their world. And obviously, paradigm shift they're going to have to make to come to that realization. But Jess, it's uh, Jess Letterman. The book is Hearts Set Free. We'll have links to the website. We'll also have links to the book on Amazon. Thanks for being on. Thank you, Greg. It's been a pleasure.